1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin.
3: And listen to some swell new
0: music. We can see him. He can't see us. flying
4: Cat's alive from his basement dungeon studio. How are you, buddy? You say that every week during Sit and Spin and every week I go, well, that sounds best for all parties.
0: It really does. You uh, you look really uh, nice. You got a button-up shirt on today, a little Motley Crue t-shirt as well. Thank you. Looking stylish thank at you. home. You dress better at home than we do at work. You
5: dress um, better at home true. than you do at work. That's <laughs> the amazing That's, true. Thing. that's also true. <laughs> um, um, I
4: think, you know, you mentioned the Motley Crue t-shirt. Uh, one of the One of the uh, things that people have been doing since they've been trapped in their homes is ordering a lot of things online. uh, And that is exactly where this Motley Crue T-shirt came from. It was an impulse (laughs) buy online. But also, uh, musicians have been uh, recording cover songs from their homes and putting those out recently. That's been another product of the pandemic. Why won't
5: they just write some new stuff? I mean, that's kind of like movie theaters have decided we are only going to recreate movies that you have already seen.
4: I mean, you you mentioned that, and it's true, they all are, as best I can tell, and people I've talked to, uh, writing new music, but now is not a good time to put out an album. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you well, can't tour, you can't do all of the stuff that you want to do around a new album. What you can do is, you know, you know you've know, been messing around with your buddies, and you record a cover of a Jerry Rafferty song, and like, why not? Let's put yeah, it out for fun.
0: A lot, a lot of know? bands are doing concerts, where they're doing live streaming shows or previous sure. shows, and, you know, just kind of doing anything they can to... Still get their stuff out there, but uh, figure out a creative way to do it during the COVID. A
5: very good friend yeah. of mine, He uh, he's in Baltimore, very good uh, guitar player, very good friend. They did one of those Facebook concerts, and they actually rented out the club, had a light guy. So they're on stage, they're playing their music, the lights were cool, and you, you kind of get drawn into it. But then when the song ends...
0: It's kind of weird that it's just dead. Well, my
5: buddy Tony even walked up to the mic, just looked at the camera, said, This is effing weird. Like it was dead (laughs) silent, you know?
4: You know, it's almost like Premier League Soccer, even Major League Baseball. They need to like pipe in the
5: crowd. You do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or just have your drummer go. (sighs)
0: And and some of these guys, some of these guys are getting together like in their big mansion homes and they're in different rooms. And then, like in this case with Sit and Spin, uh, you know, you're at home, we are here. And and a lot of these mixes, like people are just playing their instruments at home, bringing that all together and just jamming with each other, but, you know, not seeing each other in person. Right. So there's a bunch of that. And there's
4: also uh, some television appearances that happen in here. And then a couple of uh, of songs that uh, covers that were released recently uh, during the pandemic that may have been recorded beforehand. But really, I think the, the overall overarching theme here of the pandemic has been uh, familiarity, familiarity, and uh, cover songs. Okay. So today and we have the, uh, the uh,
0: 10 <laughs> the quarantine covers on yeah. Set and Spin.
6: Ten, number 10. How I wish, how I wish you were here. Oh. Lance. We're just lost so Lance. Lance. I'm singing for you, Lance.
3: <laughs> my tongue's not in my mouth, Lance. I stopped smoking
0: weed, Lance. Did she give up the weed, Miley? Yeah. Miley says she did. Yeah, but. she'll come out and say, like, I'm sober for 90 days. And the next time you see her, she's like, well, that's all I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished.
4: Hey, man, sometimes taking a break's all you need. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just jump right back on the wagon. That's uh, the lovely um, Miley yeah, so Cyrus. I believe that was from Saturday Night Live, guys. Ted, me, I'm like. uh,
3: no, you're right. That was. And it was, like, outside by a
5: fire. It was she's, very nice. She sounds like Stevie next to me, though.
4: You know, I like to bag on Miley Cyrus as much as everybody else, but she keeps showing up uh, in things like this. Like there was the, that Bill Murray Christmas special a couple of years ago. I've got to think she's very good and
5: very likable, or she wouldn't mm-hmm. always be showing up I, I would things. say this. We all make fun of her. I would drink and do drugs with that chick in a heartbeat. Yeah, sure. It's it's hard, I mean, without it's question.
0: A, it's hard not to like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> these are a 10-quarantine. <laughs> Miley. Miley.
4: Miley. Number nine. Yes, This is a Rush cover in case you couldn't tell. Um, This is your typical uh, 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 pandemic cover uh, with the musicians in different places playing in their homes or in studios. You've got, uh, uh, I mean, this is some real prod rock geek stuff. The singer from Coheed and Cambria. A lot of guys from Mastodon and Primus doing rush. I mean, that is some nerd level stuff right there.
0: Well, they got the vocals nailed and the Getty Lee aspect. That's not oh, yeah. easy. Oh yeah. When no, people say,
4: Who is that <laughs> yeah.
5: screeching old lady? You're like,
0: no, no, that's Getty Lee. And not like uh, playing Neil Peart is easy either. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> These are 10 quarantine covers on Sit and Spin. Eight, number eight, one more time. Around, one more time
5: around, the Dusty
4: Seven. Traditional uh traditional cover here. Seven Dust did this in the studio for their new album. Uh, interesting. I, you know, I think the timing here is important for LJ, the singer from, from Seven Dust. He saw this song as a way to address uh, racial injustice in the United States in 2020, uh, being one of the few black guys in rock
5: music. That's kind of all he has to do. Like, bro, just take the stage. They'll be like, <laughs> I know where he
0: stands. <laughs> <laughs> 10 quarantine covers on sit and spin.
2: Number seven.
4: I think uh, the internet has the best take on this, and that is that, ironically, Gautier is now literally somebody we used to know. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's Three Days Grace doing that cover, and that's a, that's a pure, pan. Uh, co- uh, what, what am I trying to say? Quarantine cover right there. They Chad. did that uh, specifically recently for the moment.
3: Who's
5: I, that goiter fella? No, no, w- no, it's Gautier.
3: <laughs> I will say, I saw Gautier in concert once, Yeah, and after he played that song, he waited like a minute and a half, and he goes, all right. Thanks for everybody that stayed.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> gets it. 10 Quarantine Covers on
2: Sit and Spin. Since number six. Yeah, this is my way of telling
0: you that I don't know who this is, but they smoke weed. So much more Well, the original is Jerry Rafferty. Who smoked right. weed. Yeah. He's a guy to Baker Street. Baker. Um, this, is a, this is a band we've
4: actually had in the studio there on a couple occasions. Uh, the band is Bad Flower. Uh, ah, that's a good version. Okay. Yeah, and they did this uh, they did the, early on. The, this was one of the early uh, quarantine covers. They did this uh, in the studio, uh, socially distanced, and uh, decided to pop out this cover. Jer- it's a weird, it, like, you didn't know you loved this Jerry Rafferty song until you heard it recently. You're like, oh, yeah. That's all because mm-hmm. you didn't
5: know it was Jerry Rafferty. <laughs> you <laughs> did you like the yeah.
4: song.
0: <laughs> These Wait, are the ten, guy that uh, did Baker Street has another song? He's got two. Gautier
2: has yeah. a whole
0: album? Also, he's got <laughs> Steeler's Wheel stuck in the middle of you. Most people don't know it's him. These are our <laughs> 10 quarantine covers on Sit and Spin. Five, number five. You like-
4: So I apologize because the woman who's singing's name escapes me, but she plays in uh, Nancy Wilson's band. That is Nancy Wilson from Hart playing guitar with Nuno Benton
5: Court. Um, oh, what Taylor was his Hawkins band? Was it drums. about White Lion? Nuno Betancourt? Yeah, the guitar Nuno, player.
0: Wasn't he extreme? No, Nuno
5: Betancourt was an extreme. Yeah, oh, yeah. my bad. Yeah. I confused two garbage <laughs> bands. I knew he was one of Dude, them. Nuno, Come on, bro. Nuno
4: is a killer guitar I player. I know he's he an upper echelon of guitar players. Don't fault him for being an extreme.
0: damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, <geez>. <laughs> These are 10 now quarantine songs I'm and Spin.
2: Four,
7: number four.
4: that's uh, evanescence doing uh ah. max the
5: chain not a bad version
3: evanescence is no, pretty no, easy to tell it's them
4: mm-hmm.
5: as soon as you said it i'm like yes that's them but i could yeah. not place it at first
4: um amy lee is you know, without question one of the Crazy. best voices oh. in rock music oh. in the last you know 30, 50 100 years i mean she's amazing
0: ten quarantine covers and we made it to number 3, three. number 3
5: I'm going to guess this is not living color. (laughs) Did they do
4: this after Charlie passed on or was this before? Do you know? You know, I don't know when they recorded it. It certainly came out like not long after Charlie passed on. I mean, this has come out in the last few weeks. That's uh, Corn doing "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." Of course it is. What else would they cover? (laughs) (laughs) It makes absolute sense. That's where we're at
0: in 2020. It's just like, what in the hell's going on? (laughs) Corn covering "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." Right. Right. All right. These are ten quarantine covers. We made two. Two number two.
4: So Miles and I discussed this last week that we we know some people uh, in this band. Uh, This is our buddy, Mike Squires, who plays in uh, Duff McKagan's Loaded. He played with uh, Harvey Danger for a while, Seattle guy. Uh, He does this podcast called Couch Riffs and he puts musicians together and they riff on on cover songs. And it's kind of taken on this new world ever since the quarantine. And he's started putting together these bands to create these covers of songs from from their homes. And uh, they did uh, Fiona Apple's uh, Criminal recently, which was amazing. And then he sent me this last week. And I got to tell you, it was my absolute favorite
0: thing. I didn't like this song when it came out. Week. It's so good. <laughs> you know what <laughs> mean? And so I mean? It's so good. I listen to it again. I'm like, William Duvall nails it. All those guys nailed this song. Yeah. And then I realized, like, I really like this song. You think
5: William Duvall yeah, called, about- uh, was it LJ? And said, relax, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Hey,
4: uh, so can we we're talk uh, about who's in the band? Though It's such an eclectic mix of, of guys. Uh, there's... Uh, there's uh, God, uh, a guy from um, um, The Shins in there. It's the drummer from The Killers. It's William Duvall from Alice in Chains. Uh, 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 Mike Squires is playing bass on there. Um, I believe the guy's name, he's from a band called uh, Drag Dunder here in Seattle, is playing guitar. I mean, it's it's such an eclectic, cool mix. And, I mean, they just crush this song. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. I must have listened to it ten times. Last
0: so week. can we play it now? Since we Yes. Have, yes can we play it? Can we play when we're we, done I with totally this segment? I totally think we should, it's oh, cool. I, I yeah totally, I, I like
4: totally it. 100% condone and support that move. Okay. These are 10 quarantine <laughs> covers.
0: We made it to number one.
2: What? Number one. take it slow. It'll work fine.
5: This isn't even fair. Listen, I have a profound respect for Chris Cornell. We started to get to know him toward the end of his time here. Everything about him means something to me. What pisses me off about this, he didn't even do this, like, to release it. His daughter Help. said, hey, Dad, can you record it? Just mm-hmm. like, doing play like, it and this it together. is him doing his daughter a favor so that she has, like, a time track. And this is what he does. And it's awesome. It
4: right. just pisses yeah. me off yeah. that he's that good.
2: Uh, he was that good. This, uh, yeah.
4: This just came out recently, but recorded back in uh, 2016. Okay. Chris Cornell doing patience.
2: Thank you, Ron Castle. We appreciate it. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network.
0: What's the one story your parents tell about your childhood? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the men's
7: room. Hola, Mitch. Hola. All uh, right, so uh, my story is pretty simple. I was just talking about it last night, actually. Um, so I, I think it's pretty common. Like a lot of little kids, at some point, like between like four and six, try and cut their own hair a little bit. You okay. ever done that when yeah. you were a kid? Okay, I'm doing it now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Huh? So am I, dude. I actually cut my own hair back in like April, and I was shocked. I did a good job. But anyway, did uh, you do
5: a good job? Did you really, really do a good did, job, dude? Man. I, like...
7: I looked as good as when I get my hair cut. Aren't you happy? Aren't you happy? Aren't you legally blind? Yeah, I know. Okay,
6: I'm all right. You're, you're not you the right
0: person to give people visual. Uh, you know, no, it wasn't me. Good. Other people, you look great. that
7: I look good, but aren't you colorblind also, and blind? <laughs> I'm not colorblind, but oh, okay. this comes into the story. Um, so when I was like four, I went under the kitchen table and chopped my bangs. You know, and a little bit later, my mom comes up to me and starts rubbing her hand through my hair, and she's like did you cut your hair? And, you know, as a little kid, I don't want to get in trouble. So I'm like, no. Then she holds out her hand, and she's like, well, Matt, uh, you're the only one in the house with white hair. So I don't know who else these hair club jeans came from.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How bad did it look? Did she get a picture of it?
7: Uh, uh, no, dude, it was back in the 90s, so I don't even think we'd still have them. But I know it was just like, I did like a, I remember, like, I cut, like, a big chunk out of the back. Like, it almost looked like I buzzed it, and then I chopped my bangs, like, just chunk, chunk, chunk. So it looked pretty bad, but I think I went and got my hair cut really short the next day.
0: I, uh, I had one of those situations where I don't know if it was a monetary thing or what the deal was, but it was just you're in the bathtub, you take off your shirt, and you get the worst haircut that anyone could ever give you. What do you mean? Like my childhood. I, I never went to get my haircut. Oh, I,
5: I never went to a I, was in a I
0: was sitting on a stool or sitting on a little step stool in the bathtub. You know my father I mean?
5: grabbed the clippers. He is, I mean, he's eye to eye with you. And I knew, look, it, you got used to it, but I was never excited about it. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing. Now, my father grew up, he was a guy that went to the barbershop. And I've only heard this story because it's my brother, so my my father is now a proud new father of my brother, who I think is roughly four years old at this time. So he goes to the barbershop where he knows dudes, man. And this is a black barbershop, all right? So the words are, are flying around, but he is proud to show off his four-year-old. Sure. son. this is the next young man in the Hill family. So all the guys are doing what guys do at the barbershop. And so they sit my my brother down to cut his hair. They get the, the little smock thing around him and all this. And you know, the barbers being on the oh, boy, we're going to cut your hair just nice. A housefly landed on my brother, and he had a meltdown. It would be like if I saw 18 tarantulas fall out of a drop ceiling mm-hmm. on top of me. This is my brother's response to a housefly. So he is screaming. He is yelling. He's running around the barbershop. And again, this is in front of all my father's dude friends at the barbershop. Right. And they're like, I'm ball scared of a housefly. It's like, no, nah, nah, nothing like that. Anyway, apparently it was so humiliating. Nothing. So humiliating and emasculating for my father. He never went back. So, <laughs> honest to God, they said. Like to this day, he kind of mm. smiles when he tells the story, but you can tell it was just, like for this, some we're it's about. a housefly. I go to the
0: uh, <laughs> right. I go to the uh, coming to America scene where they're in the barber shop. That's what that's my visual. That
5: Rocky Marciano!
0: Right. Picture that. <laughs> exactly. <He's like, laughs> <laughs> and then picture a kid freaking out because of a housefly. He's just like I. Dude,
3: I mean, I was the same way. We I went to the same barber from the time I was a little kid till. Like 19, right. I finally went
0: to one when uh, when we moved, and I think fourth grade or third grade was the first time I started getting a haircut from an actual barber. My first time at a barber shop, I was a junior in high school,
5: because there was a barber shop near the high school I went to. So my parents were like, "Look, here's how much money it cost. Mm-hmm. Just get it done." And it was a, uh, it's an experience.
0: Yeah. What's the uh, what's the one story your parents tell about your childhood? Two zero six four two R.I.P. Phil Montudo. Was that your barber?
5: Oh yeah, Phil was the man. I couldn't yep. even tell you my barber's name. Same oh, dude saying, every time. I would,
3: like I went from the the time where you like when you're a little kid, you had like the uh like a horse, right? All right. And oh, it, like the, went yeah. across the top. So you you know, so you were tall enough like a high chair. So I mean, I started in that horse and then, I mean, even by the time I was 19, I was still taking a lollipop out of the trash can. He, the, the lollipops were in a trash can. Right, right, that right, sounds right.
5: as ghetto yeah. as it gets. I take a lollipop out of the trash can. <laughs> I think he didn't suck all the way down to the gum,
0: son. Go ahead. And, <laughs> he never is, made it to, to the the, the dentist I went to, if you were good, you got a piece of candy when you left. And the dentist. This. The dentist. Yeah. The dentist. Return well, customer. You exactly get a toothbrush. It. You get a little thing of toothpaste. You get a piece of candy. What's mm. the you know, one story your parents tell about your childhood? 206 421 Rock. Hello,
5: Braden. Welcome to the men's room.
6: Hola. 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 So, <laughs> basically, when I was around 10, 12 years old, I think it was, I actually told this story at my friend's wedding recently when he got married. And uh, we were down at the soccer fields, uh in Puyallup. And it was my sister's soccer game. So me and my friend were just sitting there playing in the ditch. And in this ditch, there happened to be lots of big rocks. And so we're sitting there, and we're all playing, having a good time. And then he goes to pick up a big rock over his head. And I happen to just run underneath of him. And he throws the rock down on my head. Ooh! And so I'm sitting in the ditch and I run over to my parents. And actually, I don't even remember what happened, to be honest, but an ambulance came and everything like that. And we're all sitting in the ditch and his parents are over there talking to my parents and all this and that. And basically for the next, you know, a couple of months, I had to keep putting all this stuff on my head. And I don't think I got stitches or anything like that. But it definitely still has a scar to this day. When I get haircuts and everything, you can see the little spot in my head where damn no hair grows.
0: <laughs> well, at least he didn't mean to kill you. You know, but you can't no, grow
5: I mean, hair not really? at the time. No. Mm-hmm. How no. big is the uh, How big is the spot that you can't grow hair?
6: Uh, it's probably only about like maybe an inch, inch and a half by like a quarter inch. It's not very big, but you could definitely notice it when I, like, get my hair cut. You know, short, short, for like, summer and everything like mm. that. You can still see. You
0: mentioned that. You mentioned the scar on the back of your head. My buddy ran yeah. straight into a soccer goalpost that was made out of metal pipe. Mm-hmm. He had a cut that went from the middle of his forehead all the way down and split his nose, and it was like if you took a ruler and a pencil— and tried to make a perfect line. That's what it looked like. I mean, it split him right down the middle. There was so much blood coming from his head. It reminded me of the Kiss poster. Right. It was. I mean, it, it was so. He's like, oh. Ah! Then he take his hands off, man. And just blood would pour everywhere, man. And, and I, to this day, he still has. a scar. Has that line going down the, It's not as noticeable. It actually makes his nose look better. It kind of defines his nose. You know what I'm saying?
5: Is that what you told him to make him feel? better? hey, when this is all done.
0: Okay, but now he's got this. Now he's got this Jesus cross. Uh, Because he's got this one wrinkle that's coming in this way now. Oh, no. So now he's got this thing. It looks like somebody put a cross on his forehead and wrinkles. Permanently baptized. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the Men's Room. The Ted Nugent Ted Chevner. Thank you, folks. Thank you.
3: Big day here in the uh, in the kitchen. Oh yeah, oh it yeah, is. we're cooking. Yeah, Miles is uh, cooking stuff up. These uh, won't lie. There's a the distinct smell of meatball on a stick. You know, when you come home, it's the first thing like it's meatball on a stick night. Like, hey, mama, you made me meatballs on a stick. Is it our anniversary? I will say, in Seven Eleven's defense, generally meatballs in my house eaten with toothpicks. You know, oh, it's a good so, point. Yeah, I didn't really think about it till right now, but it's mm-hmm. like I see what they're doing. Meatballs mm-hmm. often come on sticks.
0: Just a bigger one this time. <laughs> Got to work on the ser- phrasing ser- there, bro. <laughs> Serving wise, <Yes. laughs>
3: uh, it's also I have a. Some of the uh, state's favorite snacks.
0: Snacks. Oh.
3: Snacks. Okay. How do you guys feel about the word snack?
0: I
5: think. I don't mind it. I love it as a nickname for other people, but I was trying to grab a snack.
3: I- yeah, I say snack too, but I have a buddy that like says it religiously, and then somebody else was like, only children say snacks. Like, that is untrue. That's, it's totally untrue. And L- children's
5: snacks are delicious. Like a snackable? I if mean, you got snack packs, snackable, but okay. I just want a snack. Yeah. yeah like you have snack drawers. Yeah, and if you say a snack, everyone understands the meal you're talking about. Not too much, not too little. Yeah, I don't
0: do snacks. And it's probably not healthy. You don't, you don't eat snacks at all? I mean, like, like a candy bar is a snack, I guess, at night?
5: Yeah. Well, yeah. I do eat mean, a, a snack. Handful I mean, of potato chips? Okay, well, that's
0: yeah, a, a snack. Or, sure, sure. I, veggie I, when straws? I, when, I, when I think of snacks, I think like a mix that they put on a bar, you know what I mean? A little pretzel action. Little. To me, that's like a snack, like a snack mix.
6: Yeah, because well, I mean, it's not technically, dinner.
0: It's mixed, you know? Technically,
3: that is called a snack mix. You're right. But snacks overall is just the general term for, like, uh, I mean, I don't know how to describe I want snack. something to eat, okay.
5: but I'm not trying to get full. It is not a meal. So technically, a banana could be a snack. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Sure. That's a healthy okay, one.
3: Right. Or you're, wa- you're watching TV. You're watching sports, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a prime time to be doing some snacking. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to get a snack real quick here. Get a snack. Yeah. Get snacking you. <laughs> uh, it's funny. He did mention candy bars. Candy bars top the list of the top snacks in 10 states. Uh, Utah loves candy bars. New Hampshire, you're strange. I'm enjoying their favorite one. Tennessee went with the baby, Ruth. Massachusetts went with the crunch bar. From Boston. (laughs) Can you guess the number one candy bar snack in Pennsylvania?
5: Hershey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the plain Hershey bar. Just the plain Hershey bar. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like Lay's potato chips. There's Louisiana so many of Louisiana
3: down things. there got the payday. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, eight other states. Uh oh. Miles breaking out the orange chicken on a stick. <laughs> mm.
0: it's just for you. You know what? Just
5: put one in my hand.
0: You want it? Yeah, just pop it in Surely my hand. No on there.
5: It's not bad. What do you think of that bad boy? You're going to poop in 20 minutes, but it's <laughs> <All> decent.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: now that it's in your mouth,
3: so I just had the orange chicken from Seven Eleven.
5: All right, it is good. Mm-hmm. It also, I don't know, There's something odd about the texture, but <laughs>
0: can't put my finger on it. You
5: ever had frozen orange chicken? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's what it is. All right, it's good, but not bad.
3: I will say though, they put five pieces on a stick. Nice snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wish we had some napkins in <laughs> here. Oh, yeah, I can get that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Eight states love cookies as snacks. I like cookies,
5: but I feel like, oh, thanks, Mike. I feel like you got to be careful with a cookie if you're snacking on them. Because you never just have one cookie. Right. Like, if you eat a banana, you're not going to eat all the bananas in a bunch. But every once in a while, my daughter will break out the Oreos, right? I'm like, hey, man, grab me one. Well, she eats four. And then I wait for her to go to bed because now thanks, all I can man. think is I want more Oreos. But I don't want to do it in front of her, but I eat like 12 of them.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I know.
5: Well, see, and that's one of the things when you live
3: alone, uh, sometimes you wake up and it's just like, who drank all these beers and ate the Oreos? <laughs> who could it be? Uh, Oreos, though, they're top snack in Hawaii, in Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, Chips Ahoy took the s- top spot in New Ooh, York. Okay. Grandma's Cookies are number one in Missouri. And you, the, you know the number one cookie snack in Kansas? What? Nutter Butters. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Uh-oh, meatball, meatball on a stick coming out. Meatball we're talking snacks. Uh, we're talking some, you know, what kind of snacks do people like in certain states? It's a little dry, but it's tasty. I will say, for me, my favorite yeah. snack is obviously the potato chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came in first in seven states. Oregon, uh, West Virginia, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Alabama, and South Carolina. I see you. Salt and vinegar chips were their favorite. Mm, okay.
0: These meatballs are really not that bad. They're not. It's just kind of dry. Yeah. Well they've been sitting around for three hours. That's fair. Three uh, hours.
3: let's see, a few more random snacks to get in there. If you're in Delaware, they love Fritos. Mm. Same okay. with Kentucky, same with Nebraska. Here in the state of Washington, what's our favorite snack? An apple.
0: No. Uh kettle chip.
3: No, it's not chips. It's oh. not candy. Damn it. But it's in the chip aisle. Doritos. You could I got I that damn it. as is a chip. Okay. It comes with wine, Cheez-Its. Cheese. Oh, huh. okay. Yeah. Okay. By the way, cheese It snaps are the bomb. I say this I all the time. I still
5: haven't tried those, and and every time you say it, everyone corroborates it.
3: I, I like I Maine out. and Rhode Island. <laughs> Maine and Rhode Island, they just like Ritz crackers. Michigan, Oklahoma, Michigan and Oklahoma love Sour Patch Kids, and then in North Carolina and I and uh, Ohio, they pick Starburst. <laughs> what? All right. right. And now last on the list As they call it the lamest snacks on the list Wyoming and North Dakota They love
5: Sunflower seeds Uh, You know what I can see that
3: Which is a good snack but like I don't know When I think of snacks that seems like something to do
5: But I feel like people in Wyoming like to spit the food they're eating And sunflower seeds are perfect
3: And then Alaska Very boring snack what could be their top snack Saltine
5: crackers Nope I don't know Gorilla bars uh, really? Well. Come on, Alaska. Live a
3: little, man. You know man. why?
0: Because you can go camping and even bears don't want to eat that. <laughs> yeah, so you're just, safe.
3: Alaska's just a different state. Like, you legit need guns to protect yourself from animals. And you need energy.
0: Right. Ted, we've been talking for weeks about this 7-Eleven pizza. All right. Probably three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And we maintain that it's, it's pretty good pizza. I just want you to take a bite of this pizza and tell me one way or another if you think, just for run-of-the-mill, pizza, that that pizza's okay. By the way, that's a meat lover's pizza. It's got ham, it's got pepperoni, it's got sausage. Seven of pizza is better than I thought.
5: Exactly. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly.
0: That's what, we're that's what we say. It. It's not great. It's just better than you think it's gonna be.
5: Like go ahead, hold it sideways and see if any toppings come <laughs>
0: off. Nothing comes off of it. It's it amazing. is impossible. It, it just sticks to itself.
5: It is on video. This like they put them in your bag. Obsi- oh
0: they put, them, little... they put them is in the bag sideways and upside down and nothing happens no. to the pizza. It's the you know only pizza right. you can get
5: sideways mm-hmm. and none of your toppings it is slip. Much
0: better than I expected. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. I would say it's
3: a top-tier frozen pizza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not bad at all. Not quite the uh, you know, the other kind of pizzas we saw in here today. By the way, it's not a giant secret. If you're making s'mores, mm. however you're making them, cook your marshmallows however you want. Reese's, uh, a uh, Reese's mm-hmm. puts out a candy bar like a Hershey bar. Oh, that's right. You can break it into squares. Boom, s'more, next level. Ooh, that, that does, does sound, sound good. really. I, I have not seen that
0: Reese product, but I'm going to buy that anyway.
3: Yeah, I mean you can and just eat it. Shout out to uh, my buddy Sal and his wife Jessica that introduced me to the delicious <laughs> to, their, s- to
0: their s'more recipe. <laughs> yeah,
3: basically. Awesome. And now I'm telling everybody I can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See,
2: I- Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com.
5: Guess who it is, Ted? James! <laughs> James! Welcome to The
0: Men's Room.
6: Hola, gentlemen! Hola! Hola.
0: James, welcome to the show. Random question, question. Alright, let's see here. James, what uh, what happened to your private parts? You ever have anything happen to your privates? Anything happened to my private? Yeah, downstairs, uh, the kid, Caboodle, the whole thing.
6: Uh, maybe just some bad sex, and you know, just bouncing up and down. Wrong, nothing like that. Never had a never <laughs> never like had
0: it. a venereal disease.
6: Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you got lucky. I
0: mean, honest to God, I I think most people out there have had one experience, maybe or. Well, it depends what you call disease, like. Because again, there's crabs, which to
5: me is not like (laughs) it is in the. It is still a VD, still a venereal disease. Okay, all right, then yeah, yeah,
3: it's an. I mean, I I had technically a venereal
5: disease that was gone in a week. Sure, it's always Mm -hmm. the. Those are the ones. The ones we've had are the ones you hope you get if you have to get one. And Miles, I know you swung for the fences. Your batting average a little higher than ours. As far as that world goes,
0: I, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how I hit that lottery. That's a fun one. What right? did you
5: have when uh, all I remember of the story is you got whatever you got from whatever chick you were with, but you went to the doctor, you got the shot, and the whole thing was you need someone to drive you home. You lied, said, "Yeah, I got someone to drive me home." Mm-hmm. Not only relent you but you're riding a motorcycle. I was, yeah, and had to intentionally crash it to stop
0: it. Yeah, this was uh, this was not a good situation. I had uh, I had broken a lot of cardinal rules that mm. I've made and, and never have broke since, but this was one of those things where I don't know what, what changed things, but it just kind of happened, where I ended up with my roommate's sister. All right. Now, most of the people that I knew had been with my roommate's sister. <laughs> I was just next in line. We were at a party now one Now serving
5: number 17. <laughs> this goes
0: down. No big deal. I just don't want him to know about it. Also, with this uh, this motorcycle we had, it was something where, like, maybe we paid 800 bucks for it. But the way it went down was was that my buddy, Craig, he was going to handle the insurance, the registration, and everything else. All right. But he was going to pay $400 for the bike. Me and my other buddy, although we would not be on the title, we just wanted to use that bike for the amount of time sure. that we lived in the apartment for that year. So we said, like, all right, we'll give you 200 bucks a piece. Just let us ride it on occasion, you know. So I wake up and I'm not feeling real well, and I can tell something has really gone. It's it's really gone wrong.
5: Is it burning? Is it itching? I mean, like what what's the tell that says hey, tell man get your is, junk check. Oh
0: my God, what is going on down here? All <laughs> of the above, right? So I called one of the doctors. <gasps> I called one of the doctors uh, and left uh, a voicemail. Well, first of all, I called the facilities building at the football uh, place and, and just to see if that doctor was there that day. Yeah. Because I knew him because I dealt with him on a regular basis. And he was, and he picked up the phone. I'm like, Greg, man. I was like, you, you got to help me, man. I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> and so he drove to his regular office and said, Okay, meet me there. Get a ride. I'll take care of this. Well, my ride is my motorcycle. I didn't really think too much about it. Sure. I jump on the bike. I get there. I drive. He gives me the biggest shots you have ever seen in each cheek. I mean, it felt like that thing went through me. They were so big. And then I got a Z pack or something, the equivalent of what I needed to take for a ten day supply. Either way, what he didn't tell me was whatever was in these shots had an incredible numbing agent to them, all right? So by the time I get out to the parking lot and I get discharged from this deal, I'm already, my legs are already wobbling. Sure. I'm like, whoa, I get it now. I need to hurry. I mean, I need to hurry. <laughs> I get on the bike. I pick my leg up over the top of it. I fire this bad boy up. I start driving down the road. I get into about second gear, and I realize I cannot move my feet. So I'm driving, jerking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. myself down the road because I can't shift. All right. right. So this is this is problematic. Right. I can't I can't move my foot. I try to pick up my ankle when I'm driving to see if I can shift because it's up. I can't I can't pick my foot up. <laughs> yeah. Then I realize okay I can't get my feet off the pegs. Right. So and now I'm hitting red lights <laughs> and I'm like oh god, oh god. <laughs> so I'm like scrunching up to red lights and second you're like. Eh. You know, I'm right. I mean? I just jump and lunging forward, but I can't stop. Right. So I keep just like trying to slow down. Finally, I make it in front of my house and I'm like, all right, I got this. I got this. And I drove by like two or three times and I'm trying to figure out how I can get, how I can get in the yard because there's cars parked on the road and I see my line. I go around like a, uh, a parking lot kind of thing and i get my line and then i drive up that entire block i am now on the sidewalk right all right i figured out and what <laughs> With i'm going to dead legs what i dead legs and, I'm, <laughs> dead legs. <laughs> and what i'm going to do is i'm going to careen into the brick porch in the front of this big victorian house yeah. right cuz there's a, a porch in front i'm just going to bank the bike in i'm going to kill it and i'm going to lean it up against the wall so i hit the wall i bounce off i go flying off the damn thing the motorcycle falls on me now, keep in mind, uh, I can't feel my legs, right? So I'm sitting there like, help, 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 help. And I'm like, what is that smell? Because I killed I killed the uh, killed the engine, right? I'm like, what in the hell was that smell? And I look down, my leg is basically on fire. <laughs> it is trapped underneath the exhaust pipe, and it's just burning hair, skin. Like, tss, <laughs> like ah, but I can't feel it because my legs are numb. <laughs> so then eventually, like, I crawl out, rip my leg, and leave like a skin patch on, right. the, uh, on the exhaust crawl my ass like army style like with my elbows bang through the the uh the screen door like help help like what's wrong like i think i'm paralyzed well they thought i was paralyzed because they thought i wrecked the bike right (laughs) so nothing nothing happened to the bike bike was fine but either way like about a half an hour later i could feel my legs again so if anyone ever tells you that you need to get a ride to the hospital get a ride to the hospital
5: how was the sex
0: I mean, it was... It It wasn't
5: worth all that. No, hell no.
2: (laughs) Not at all. Can't get enough of the Men's Room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the Radio.com
0: app. 206-421-ROCK, who's our next contestant
5: ready to play the game? Hello, Elizabeth. Welcome to the Men's Room. Big
0: dummy! Hello, Elizabeth. Hola! Hola, Elizabeth. Sober, not sober.
6: I'm sober.
0: Sober, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Alright. Your mom's gonna have an affair and she's gonna tell you about it. Will it be with the Kool-Aid man, the Keebler Elves, Captain Crunch, or the Geico Gecko? It's a one night stand. Now it's an affair? Yeah, what would you call it?
5: Well, Elizabeth's mom's a little different.
3: What mm-hmm. if what if her mom's single? Well she is, so
0: Oh really? She how does okay. she do, does she do better than you?
8: Uh well I um, in what way?
0: <laughs> I mean partner wise.
8: Uh, I think I got the best
0: deal. I've got a great husband, so... Yeah, but Uh, she's having sex with multiple partners.
5: All right, well, look, if your mom is single, then let's assume she is actively having sex with one of these four.
8: Well,
0: then it'd probably be the Keebler Elves. Oh, you want
5: her to go for it? Why do you you say that with a certain amount of confidence, (laughs) like a certain amount of knowledge? Why did you pick the Keebler Elves?
8: Well... She's been divorced a little while, and she's been
0: having some fun. So I, ah, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, good okay. for her. All right. <laughs> your number is up, elf. Yeah. yeah. You know what that means, grooming. Share that with your
5: mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> the Keebler elves was my pick for you. Yeah, I mean, they could stand up. Yes. <laughs> and do things. One on each side.
7: They're, they're close to her height, too.
5: Mm-hmm. How short is your mom?
8: She's
5: 5'3". Okay. Okay. Ooh, they can dig that. They'll put on their platform heels and look her eye to eye. You think they, like,
3: like a real erotic and, like, dripper and chocolate and stuff?
5: Wouldn't you? They think have all they this, have this stuff, man. Yeah. If your mom goes to the tree, like, if she meets them at a motel, no. But if you go to their tree factory and you got, like, the nuts and the chocolate, caramel, you're saying now? Yeah, they got M&M's in some of their cookies. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, your mom's going to have a real good time there, Elizabeth. Real good time. <laughs> all right, here's your question. Infantry, cavalry, and artillery cards are key to what Parker Brothers board game?
7: I have absolutely no idea.
5: Risk. It is, in fact, Risk. Yeah.
6: Oh, okay.
5: Which is a long game. That's why I cannot play
0: Risk. hmm Uh, uh, uh no, no, no way. Oh, Elizabeth. Wow. You just hit the big dummy Audio Daily Double. Wow. Wow.
5: Oh, Elizabeth, this is fantastic. This is our first one of the day. It's a very simple game. We're going to play you a piece of a song, and you tell us what the lyrics are. In this case, we're going to deal with the band Motley Crue, because on September 1st, 1989, the mighty Motley Crue released their fifth studio album, Medico Se Siente Bien, also known as Dr. Feelgood. The first single was the title track, Dr. Feelgood. We've been singing along for the past 31 years, but have we? Because we want to know, other than boy, oh boy, I could eat five more sticks of butter, we want to know what is Vince Neal saying. Go ahead and play the snippet. Tell us if you know what Vince Neal is saying in Dr. Feel Good. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's play that one more time.
0: Uh one more time for me.
2: Hmm. Okay. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I think I got some of this. Elizabeth, any that, idea?
8: It sounded like uh second hand hood in Hollywood, uh around the train. <laughs> I don't know. I missed a lot of
2: that. It. Right, wait, wait, wait. All right, what
5: are you guys there thinking? Backsell Jimmy? Is that correct? No.
3: I Ten. man, I am close. All right, what do you think you got, Ted? tail Jimmy is a secondhand hood. Yes, living down in Hollywood. Got a chicken thigh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's
5: not a chicken thigh shed. <laughs> Got a chicken thigh. I think you're too fancy. And a pie for me. Yeah. Four chicken hot thigh dogs sh- and a
0: coke. Damn.
5: Play it one more time, Mike, and then I will
0: give it. I heard chicken thigh. Chicken I think, by the shed. I think he, <laughs> thigh shed. I think he sneaks now in I, food. Now I hear <laughs> chicken thigh. He sneaks in food because he's hungry. Listen. Please put that Chicken <laughs> thigh <laughs> shed. This should be a new place. <laughs> yeah! Oh, yeah. You
5: damn right, speaking about chicken And then he's
0: selling powdered
5: goods. Yeah. Okay, Ted, you are very close. Other than the chicken shed. Which, but he's got a rat tail. Now that you've said it, all I hear is chicken shed.
3: <laughs> chicken thigh shed. Chicken, chicken thigh shed.
5: So it is in fact, rat-tailed Jimmy is a second-hand hood. He deals out of Hollywood. All oh. right. Got a '65 Chevy, primered oh. flames, traded for some powdered goods. Oh he's a coke dealer. <laughs>
0: No. I think he's. I, I think. think it, I think the game should be: when does Neil Young or when does Vince Neal sneak in food? I'm now hearing chicken thigh shed. Well,
3: and also in my mind, you know, he's like, hungry. He's got a chicken shack and he's slinging dope. Like that doesn't seem that crazy to me.
5: Chicken thigh shed for all the flavors at. All right. Aunt <laughs> right, Elizabeth, I am not hungry. <laughs> Elizabeth, the disease, <laughs> amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, is better known by what name? Uh, scoliosis. Say Amyo, it again? Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. I have no idea. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis oh uh bat shoulders ALS or oh, Lou Gehrig's disease again amyotrophic oh. lateral sclerosis question four Elizabeth all right question number four we brought up this actor earlier because he was in Ocean's Eleven with a million other people but what kind of animal did Matt Damon voice in the 2002
0: movie Spirit
8: oh of course
0: how did you know that so quickly are you a Damon fan
8: uh, yeah, I like Damon, but mostly I like that
3: movie. <laughs> Is that right. the famous one about the famous horse? I he's like he's Marilyn like Mustang.
8: He's free. Oh, he and does not he wants.
5: He gets caught. <laughs> okay, he's a horse. That's another example of Hollywood just whitewashing. That should have been voiced by a horse. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, they didn't whitewash it. <laughs> it was
3: Black Beauty. All <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right.
0: <laughs> Voiced by a white man. And a white horse. (laughs) (laughs) A white horse played black beauty. What's going on here? How'd that happen? (laughs) We're trying to be culturally sensitive. We've reimagined that. (laughs) Game is Big Dummy Dummy!
5: 206-421-ROM. Somebody there commenting on uh, uh, Dr. Feelgood. They said the chicken thigh shed needs to be the flagship food truck of Camp Diggett. Consider it done. And someone else says, Vince Neal was hoping his powdered goods were donuts. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know Vince. Dude, also, right now, I'm thinking, like, we
3: could grill the chicken thighs. We could fry them. We could do a
0: lot of things with just the thigh. (laughs) I'll tell you one quick story about that. I was knocking on the door trying to get paid at a club that Vince Neal had locked himself in with two girls in a big mountain of you know what. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get in there. Chicken thighs? Chicken thigh shed. <laughs> and I couldn't get my money. So I had to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait forever, man. Finally pops out at 3.30. i got to go work the next day. Right. Week. And then, you know, he's just like, what,
2: what, 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 what? I'm going to get my money. Connect with the Men's Room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. What's
0: done, What is the one story from your uh, childhood that your parents always tell you about? Two hundred six four two one Right. Now look,
5: I might live to regret this because I don't know what I'm walking into, but that is the question. What is the one story your parents tell about your childhood? Mm-hmm. And I had a very colorful childhood. I have no problem saying that I was not the best kid, but uh, my mom's on the line. Uh, hello, mom. Welcome to the men's room.
8: Well, hello, Steven.
5: Oh hi, hi. Thank you for calling me, Stephen. <laughs> this old person calls me Steven mm-hmm. still.
8: Oh, I'm. I'm sorry, Steve is not a part of my vocabulary. I'm sorry.
5: There used to be Tink Tink and Shangalang; those days have passed. Right. Although you still well, slip I, up every once in a while, where my kids look at me like, she called call you Shang?" Yeah, dude, just let it go. <laughs> I hope yeah, you switch the story I've on this started, one, Carolyn.
8: I started to call you Shang Shang, but I didn't know if you wanted the world to know that you were my Shang Shang.
0: Well, they they know let now. Let them know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> now they do. <laughs>
8: Hi, Miles.
0: Hello. How are you? Hi,
8: hi Happy Chad. belated hi,
0: birthday. <laughs>
8: oh, thank you so much. I appreciated you all advertising my age across the
0: How were the crab cakes? Seriously, how were they?
8: <laughs> oh, they were very good as well
0: as the shrimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, nice. That, that sounds like a great spread. Hey, man.
5: I should raise a good yeah. kid. What do yeah. you want?
0: <laughs> I'm
5: on steamed shrimp this weekend. <laughs> Knock it out. So what is the one story that you and dad whether you begrudgingly tell it or you're happy to tell it that you would share of me
8: This one is I don't care about telling it there's some <laughs> others that explain the way you are but um <laughs> <when> we,
6: <laughs>
8: Yeah seriously but uh when we lived we moved around a lot as you said a lot I think on the radio uh when we lived in Rochester the second time on Lake Road, Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a... I didn't know this, but there was a couple that was obviously going through a divorce, and the wife was very pissed, obviously, and she was throwing his belongings out on the sidewalk. And I didn't know that at the time. I was in the kitchen, and our kitchen... Sink overlooked the front of the house, and you and your brother kept running in the house down to the storage room getting grocery bags, paper grocery bags. And I thought, what? In the world, are they doing? Well, we had a lot of pine trees, and I used to be in visual display merchandising, so I thought you guys were collecting pine cones for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's pretty
0: optimistic for the holidays.
5: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
8: yeah, but uh, they weren't. So because I used to pay them for collecting pine cones, for
6: mm-hmm.
8: me. and uh, so anyway, you would take off and disappear, and you come back and back down. Your bedrooms were on a lower level. Back to the bedrooms. And then back out the door. And so finally, I said to Robert when he came home, I said, the kids have been running in and out with these paper bags. And so while you guys were going for a refill, Robert and I went down to see what this was all about. And Adrian's bed had sort of a underbed storage deal. Mm-hmm. And we opened it up, and all of these girly magazines <laughs>
0: Just pour it
8: out. She was, was on a queen size bed, so you can imagine all of these magazines pour it out. Now were they and were I they was, of the
0: dirty level? Were they like Swank and Wee and Jugs and all that it, stuff, it, or was it, was
8: it? It was two. It was Playboy and Hustler.
0: Okay, <laughs> Ooh.
6: all right, and, yeah, the good and stuff. During,
8: and during that time, Playboy really didn't even show a full breast. I it
3: didn't need a lot at that time.
8: Over. <laughs> right.
3: Hustler did. But
8: anyway, Hustler, Hustler <laughs> yeah. was a different story. All right, so so while they were going for a refill, we removed all the Hustlers and put them back under the bed. And I was kind of freaking out oh, they're taking these magazines. I can't believe it. So Robert was just out. He was like, hey, they're boy. You know, <laughs> let, them have, let them have these magazines. And so we put the Playboys back. And so you guys, you know, did your thing. We would remove the hustlers. And so this went on. And so the next day was a weekend day. And that's when they were supposed to clean their rooms. Huh. And uh, I would yell down just for the hell of it. You guys better clean those bedrooms up or I'm coming down and clean them myself. And, boy, you're talking about two young men who clean their bedrooms.
5: I don't want you uh, in there seeing my stuff. <laughs> exactly.
8: <laughs> they didn't want me to come down and find those magazines. But, anyway, we left the Playboys for them. I appreciate that. We them for about three months. You know, they stayed downstairs. You just call them up to feed them. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, Dad
3: and
5: I enjoyed The Hustlers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how many How many Hustlers? Because I, I do remember vaguely, I don't really remember grabbing these magazines, but I remember having quite the stash in my bedroom, and I became one of the most yes, popular kids did. among my friends uh, easily. Yes.
8: And your brother, yeah, you did. (laughs) Actually, uh, during that period, we were being transferred again. We were moving. And I said, oh, I the movers are coming in to pack you all's bedroom. And I remember uh, you and Adrian went, oh, no, we'll pack our room.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, of course. Got to take the essentials. Yeah.
8: See, that's <laughs> right. the silver
5: lining of divorce. Right, right.
8: Right, right. But that was the silver lining. In addition to those magazines, by the way, you guys came home with a turntable. And uh, I remember Dad said, no, 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 no. You've got to return the turntable. And you guys said, she just threw it out on the lawn.
5: <laughs> 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 this is great. Free stop. But yeah. we got to keep the porn but yeah, give back the turn. I would yeah. take that every time.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> Good times. Well, but, thank you. I can yeah, live with that but, story. Yeah, yeah, that's not the worst. It's yeah. Yeah, not the worst. I'm, I'm sure you you tamed that yeah. down a little bit. Mm, I don't know. I didn't know
5: you guys kept the <laughs> Hustlers. That's a little disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that now.
8: Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah well,
5: bad. Well, we were going to uh, challenge you on it. Like, hey, uh, did you grab any Hustler magazines? <laughs> and <laughs> those <bet> moved <laughs> to the next location as well. <laughs> yeah, I bet they did. Well, yeah, thank you, Mom. Is
8: this the 2020 version of the same question.
5: Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. That's okay. good to know. Alrighty. All right.
8: well, you guys, be
5: good. We'll try. <laughs> you always say that. Yeah. You know we're not going to be. You've yeah. say been you saying that for years. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I,
2: know. I always say that. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor! You're the toast of our shot of the day.
0: Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to Z Drink
5: Desk and Steve Athro Hill to find out who we're toasted. Yes, indeed. And today we toast 47 year old Michael Bowker up somewhere in Australia. Michael works for a conservative Christian organization, and he shares their values that they preach. As such, he stands against pornography and views it as a sin. At least that's his admission to it. However, our friend Michael acknowledges that porn can be a great stress reliever. So he at least says that much, and that's at the heart of the story. Now, it seems that his workplace, which is Family Voice Australia, I believe there's Family Voice America, Family Mm -hmm. Voice England, et cetera, et cetera, international organization, Uh, apparently it's an incredibly stressful place to work. In fact, a court even ruled that their national director, one Dr. David Phillips, he demoralized staff, caused tension in the office that was, quote, palpable, created uh, workplace anxiety, poor staff morale, heavy workloads, and long hours. And because of that, According to Michael, that's the stress that led him to start watching porn. Okay. Now, unfortunately, during one of his vigorous masturbatory sessions, Michael had a stroke. Oh, not saying a euphemism. I'm saying my man got real excited uh, and had a stroke while punching the clown. Now, he survived, but he spent three months in the hospital and has had various complications since then. Anyway, Michael sued Family Voice Australia saying because they made this place so stressful, he had to resort to pornography. The pornography was so exciting, he ended up having a stroke. Sounds like a ridiculous lawsuit. Yeah, he won. And now he'll receive two years of weekly pay for anxiety suffered at work. Damn. Think about that, man.
0: Enjoy. For all for masturbating and having a stroke. And had a stroke while masturbating, yeah. Oh. Stroke for stroke.
5: Yeah, Mike showed me the story. This we couldn't stop laughing. I hadn't even read the story yet. I'm like, I'm sorry, you had a stroke while masturbating. I want to know what porn site he was on. How old was he? 47. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, no that's kidding. What I'm saying. I thought you were going to say like 70-something. No, I want to see the thumbnail he clicked on because that's some good <laughs> stuff right there. Like, I will risk having a stroke for this. Uh, but let's drink to Michael. We pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies.
2: Down Down the the hola bitola! Thanks for listening to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told. With Miles and Thrill. Also available on radio.com. Oh man!